0: Monkey Blood ships quality gaming products around the world from their UK web store, but you can also find their products on DriveThruRPG, Itch.io, and Redbubble. Not only do they offer high-quality gaming material, but if you need a piece of cartography, art, writing, or layout for your own project, Monkey Blood Design & Publishing can offer freelance services to help bring your own project to creation. So, if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, Head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. A bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Nice day. Alright, first, of course, a voicemail from John Allen Larger of the Red Dice Diaries. Go ahead, John.
1: Hi there, Glenn. It's John again. I thought you made an interesting point in your full-party episode where you're asking if people are utility player characters. And I would say that I think I probably am, like if I join an established group, i will probably say... Or what have you already got, and then I'll try to pick something I like. I mean, it's still going to be something I like, but something that leans towards an area that isn't covered. Likewise with a starting party. For example, you know, like if I'm in a party and I say, "Oh, what's when I was thinking of playing," and everyone's some sort of fighter or variant fighter type, I'll probably lean towards a cleric or some sort of magic user. But I mean, within every sort of Area that you can deal with in D and whether it be like uh, the thiefly type, the magic user, or whatever. There's some sort of class or character type that I enjoy. So I think it's a little bit easier for me than people who maybe have more of an idea of like the like one or two specific classes. But that's just my two GP. Take care. I'll catch you soon.
0: Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've been a utility player too from time to time, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's what I I wanted people to get a takeaway from this, because some people out there who play games, oh, no, you should play what you want to play. That's the whole point. Well, if you just play what you want to play, why do we have some DMs who still, or GMs who still say, 3D6 straight down the middle, then play what your stats say you can play? Well, you know, I don't do that, but there are people like that. So, if you if you have a hankering to help out the party by playing something they don't have, that's a good thing. Then you take that and make it your own. You make it you make it interesting to you and to the to the party. So anyway, thank you John, I appreciate it. Okay. This is kind of a subset discussion about humor in role-playing games humor is a very delicate thing and it usually is the purview of the players well the gm2 but mostly the players because they come up with stuff it, it's also it's kind of it's kind of like humor outside the game it's like metagame humor you know and you know, somebody will crack a joke about something, making a comment on what's happening in the game, and they laugh and things like that, which is good. That that's fine. I, I'm I have no problem with that. Uh, for humor that is really forced, I do have a problem with. I don't do it myself. I try not to do it myself, but. I, I've i seen it done and you know even modules are guilty of this some of the old TSR modules had some real groaners in there <laughs> that I kind of ignored to me being silly is important now that's the kind of humor I can get behind and what I mean silly is when you when you come up with something try to be a little have a little levity to it but don't but don't you know, be like, ha, 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 it's funny type of thing. You can't do that. It doesn't work. But you you have to be, you have to, you know, I, I limit it myself as a player. I limit it to certain things like character names. I have played characters with somewhat silly names, not too silly because I kind of wanted to, be a little more subtle and usually it's a pun or something like for instance i just finished in our tpk i finished playing a character who was an elf who started out as a raton in mythgarthur Ratten are basically skaven from warhammer 40k that you can play as a player character and so i called him molari d cheese and the gm says well what does that mean i said don't you get it molari the cheese Malari D. Cheese. I had to, you know, I'm, my number one rule is don't explain the joke, but he asks it's okay, Because he was like, okay, what's, what's it reference to? Because he knows me. You know, he knows I'm going to do stuff like that. Now, he transferred my our characters into his Beck Me campaign, like we went through a portal, and since there were certain characters that weren't in that world, I got tra- he says, "Well, tell you what, I'm going to make you some kind of gnome." Or I said, "No, make me an elf." Make me an elf. He said, "Why?" He says, "Because the other players won't expect it. The other characters won't expect it." And you know, they went off and he ended up with a new group, but but that's not the point. And so I renamed him Molari of the Cheese. And he became kind of a badass Lee Van Cleef terrier, but, but that's not the point. The point is the name. I also had at one time a necromancer player character who was a chaotic good necromancer because he was a traveling undertaker, and that's what he did. Not only did it help him in being an undertaker, I'm I'm getting kind of off the point here, but I'll bring it back. Not only was he a, a an undertaker. And he fooled around with the dead. But it gave him a lot of medical knowledge of humans and other types of creatures. He would spend his nights half studying his spells and the other half he had a portable table. And he would, whatever we killed in battle, he would take one of them and dissect them. So he would do that. And like I said, he would go through the town and perform, you know, you know, mortuary duties undertaker duties he had a, a a wagon like a gypsy wagon you know with the covered wagons with all his equipment and everything and he'd do that and they said i said okay what do you call him his name is solomon heaves and he said heaves so the gm said yes h-e-e-v-e-s and his nickname is dry and he looked at me and go dry heaves i say yeah and that's where I left it. See, this is the kind of thing you have to be... It's not too obvious, but, you know, it's one of those things where they think about it and then they laugh, or they think about it and then they groan. That's the kind of thing I like, for instance. And that goes to campaign worlds, too. I love the Midderlands by Monkey Blood Design. Mon- Monkey Blood, uh, yeah, Monkey Blood and uh you know Glen Seal because it is a kind of a warp take on the Midlands and Great Britain. So you have you have in there you have uh Great you have England, Scotland, and Wales. And he did and it's done kind of almost Monty Python-ish without being really silly because he'll throw stuff in like there are these crows in this one part of the Havenlands that will bother people traveling. They will just like peck them or just bother them. He says, The locals know how to handle this. And he says, The way they get rid of them is they point to them and say, Expletive, blank off. And they would go away. And I thought, That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And one of his Mitter zines for the Mitterlands. He did so on Scotland, which is Scotland. He gave a spell called, I think it's called Angus Wears Your Trousers. Basically, the the magic user can cast a spell to to teleport somebody's trousers like fifty feet or a mile away or something like that. If he rolls a natural 20, it goes into another dimension. The trousers. And all of a sudden. He doesn't have any pants on or a kilt or whatever it is. So that's the kind of thing I like in my games. Those, that's the kind of humor I like. Sort of in passing, very British, very dry humor, which I think works great in role-playing games. Anyway, I've expounded on that for long enough. i got to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail and Anchor. We're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. If you want to do a single donation, there's my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognar. Now, let me thank these people who do give it to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. For other good podcasters, Dan Griggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps podcast, Daniel Norton at Bandit's Key podcast, Randy and Joe at the Biggest Geekest podcast, Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So...